Hi, it's Mark Bittman. Welcome to Food. As always, you can reach us at food at markbittman.com. We'd love to hear from you with questions, answers, suggestions, whatever. Please subscribe to this podcast and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you seriously. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N.
There are a couple things that we all hear routinely all summer. Complaints or enthusiasm about how hot it is and disbelief about how quickly the summer goes by. Well, it's practically done, and I feel a little like George Costanza in that Seinfeld episode about the summer of George. This was supposed to be the summer of George! But fall is a favorite for many of us, especially on the East Coast for obvious weather-related reasons and also for the fresh beginnings it also seems to bring. And with those new cooking opportunities, it is the best season for cooking, as we all know. It's the time for an abundance of vegetables, a lot of fruit, different schedules, the ability to start braising again without suffering. So we thought it'd be nice to get together a few of our favorite home cooks for an episode about home cooking. The challenges, the wins, the ingredients, the memories, the improvisations, the frustrations, and so on. So here we are. Me and Kate and then Kevin Becerra, our wonderful family friend, and the Risotto King, Holly Haynes, who many of you know from her incredible Instagram photography and recipes and her work on our team, and Laven Merez, who works at Christian Dior by day and cooks like a madman the rest of the time. Laven's been on our podcast before. It's a joyful bunch, and you'll be able to tell easily how much fun we had. Here we go. We're here with three of our favorite home cooks, Holly, Laven, and Kevin, in no particular order. And we usually ask at the end of the podcast what you had for dinner last night, but I was just thinking because I had a really weird lunch, and it's just past lunchtime East Coast and just past breakfast time West Coast. Before we talk about home cooking in general, let's talk about what we just ate. Holly, you start. My friend Logan has a brunch spot here in San Diego called Freshman Year, and it's sort of like 90s nostalgia brunch themed, if that makes any sense. So today he did a smoked brisket crunch wrap with collard green chimichurri and hash browns and arugula. And that's oh. what I had for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, that's yes. pretty good. You already win. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Kev? For breakfast this morning, because I wake up late, so breakfast and lunch are always kind of one meal. There's a local chain of coffee shops in Boston called Pavement, and they're always a student favorite. And this is like the last week you can go anywhere that students like to go. So um, I went to Pavement and I got just a classic lox bagel with onions and capers on everything. And uh, yeah, said goodbye to pavement until May 2023. <laughs> I was like that when I grew up in New Haven. I never wanted to be anywhere near Yale when school was in. Laven, I know you had something crazy. No, I literally didn't. So as you guys like may or may not know, I'm actually on vacation right now. So <laughs> I'm in the Russian River right now with friends and... One of my buddies that is here from LA brought Clark Street Bakery, um, like pastries. And um, it's like a really, like, it's an organic, amazing, like, you know, blah, 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 bakery in LA. I, you know, actually, to tell you the truth, I've never walked in that place, but I've had so many of their pastries and they are so good. They do these cinnamon rolls that are amazing, blah, blah, blah. Well, this morning I had a ginger lemon scone and a cup of coffee. I just slathered butter on it as if it needed more butter, but whatever, who cares? Well, I, uh, I'm sick, Sorry. but because <laughs> of my dedication to this podcast, I'm here anyway. Maybe I have a cold, maybe I have COVID, but, uh, I had to make myself chicken soup cause you know, so I had in the freezer four drumsticks and I, threw them in the instant pot with carrots, a lot of carrots, some celery. This is actually interesting. Some carrots, some celery, some cherry tomatoes, because they're there. And I did that. It was really good. But then I put a handful of this Korean sweet brown rice that I have that I oh. like to keep around. I put a handful of that in there, and it tasted like... Then I pressure cooked it again for like three minutes, and it tasted like I'd put butter in it. It was amazing. It was oh so delicious. God. 
So that's all I'm eating today. All right. Thank Four you. chicken drumsticks and water with carrots and celery, basically, and brown rice. I had the weirdest lunch. I had a tomato because who doesn't have tomatoes right now? And I sliced it up and put, do not judge. I don't have any bread. I put it on rice cakes with canned mackerel and olive oil and, and sea salt, like lots of salt and mayonnaise. And that so man- weird. Not mayonnaise. So weird. I, mean, I love it. Mayonnaise, <laughs> tomato, wild planet sardines, we assume, mackerel. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It was wild planet anchovies. Wow. And olive oil. Oh. Yeah. I have yeah. so much canned fish and I love it. And I'm probably going to get mercury poisoning at this point, but it was here and I didn't, I'm really trying to use what's here and not buy stuff, do takeout as much. So there you have it. Love it. So we want to talk about what your biggest challenge in the kitchen is. Like some people hate washing dishes. Some people waste a lot of food and don't like to do that or are very challenged by that shop. Some people don't want to shop. Some people feel like their technique sucks. Panicking about getting everything on the table at the same time is pretty common or panicking about whether people are going to like it, even though everybody always likes it when anyone cooks for them, people should know that, but that was always my hang up, but it, it turned out that you don't have to worry about that. So who wants to go first? How about Laven? Okay, so it's not like it's more of like an isolated event that happened to me recently. But I tried to make cacio e pepe recently, and it was a disaster. I'm so glad I was by myself. But the the cheese all clumped up together, and then I'm sitting here with this like spatula in the pan, and I'm smashing the cheese down, and I'm rubbing it in the water, and I'm adding pasta, and I'm rubbing it down, and I'm just like in a panic, like what is what am I doing wrong, like. This is the easiest thing ever, but I, it goes to show that like in cooking, there are certain techniques that you have to do to kind of get to the end game. And it's super important. So it's, and that's the other thing I love about cooking is that it's kind of more of, um, you learn as you go and you're gonna mess up here and there you know, it's, it's terrible, but you know, you're learning, it's a whole learning process. So now I'm like, what am I going to do next time? Am I microplaning the cheese? Like, like how how am I going to make this cheese creamier so it doesn't clump up? Um, we'll, so we'll post a recipe with this podcast, and you can try following it. I think I he did use your recipe, didn't you? It's not. It's not the recipe. Cacio nope. e pepe is just. I I have such a hard time with it too. It's very temperamental. I'm sure Mark, Holly doesn't have a hard time with it, but whatever. I never made it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see Holly making like cacio e pepe scones and they would be incredible. <laughs> black know, cacio Holly, e pepe scones. <laughs> Hold yeah, on a second. Black cocoa no, cacio Holly, e pepe. I know you could do <laughs> like a savory cacio e pepe scone with tomato soup would be like so cool. Like, I will go I in the kitchen that, right now. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Okay. Now we're just going to watch Holly cook for an hour. I mean, what I panic about in the kitchen is phone calls like this where people tell me my recipes don't work. Oh my God, I can't. (laughs) Try it again and let it be known that Holly has cuttlefish ink in her refrigerator. We just witnessed it. What's your particular challenge? I don't know. I don't know how to grocery shop like a regular person. (laughs) <laughs> like do y'all like do you shop once a week and like get a whole bunch of stuff and then you cook that food because yeah I, I i don't know what that means i shop almost every day like how do you know what you want to eat in three days that's weird i'm with you there i, and, I agree 100 percent. yeah i go to the store almost every day is it convenient no does it save me money also no it's a <laughs> terrible way to live and not a smart way to exist, but that's where I'm at. I don't know how to grocery shop. No shame to people who meal plan, but like when I see people making like big vats of food on a Sunday to eat every day, Ew. I'm like, just, just Ew. tell me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm Ew. not going to make Ew. it. I'm not going to make it. I do Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Oh. Well, I mean, also, Holly, I freeze like, a lot of like, it. 
I agree with Holly because it's like every once in a while you're like, oh, I want tagine. And then you, there, you're something that's missing in there. Like I, I need Harissa or I need whatever. So you go to the store and buy it. So it's like I'm almost at Trader Joe's in Los Feliz every day. I'm also a dry ingredient hoarder. So I have pretty much everything else in the pantry. Last count, I had 15 types of flour. So I'm a little bit uh, extra when it comes I have to that. I have that yeah. too. And I also <laughs> yeah. have like way too many vegetables and then the CSA comes again. So now I take last week's vegetables and do something with them, the ones that are left. And then I freeze yeah. that. And I figure in February, I'll be really happy I have it. Hmm. Kevin? My thing is all about cooking for groups. Like I become a different person if I'm cooking for more than three people. Dear, dear best friend, Emma can tell you, I have like yelled. I don't, I don't experience anger. It's not a thing that I do really, but I get so anxious about all of it, about timing, about, is it going to taste good? About when are people getting here? About, can I like be entertaining and pouring wine while standing over the stove and doing things? I think it started college graduation party. A bunch of friends and I threw a party together for our families who are in town. And I was in charge of making like a big pot of Mexican rice, which I make all the time, but I'd never made for 20 people. And I burned the shit out of it. Like I, like it was like completely inedible. And my mom had to go to Panda Express because it was the closest thing that was open and bought a bunch of individual containers of white rice to eat at this graduation party. It was terrible. And I think that's my PTSD. Like since then, I I just get so cagey about cooking for parties. Wow. Thank you for hearing my trauma. If you really, really don't feel like cooking, what's your backup? I'm guessing none of you do frozen meals, but uh, I do. I wouldn't be so quick. I wouldn't be so quick to guess. Okay, because I do. I do have frozen meals from Ipsa, which is this amazing company that's in the tri-state area right now. And it's all like really good ingredients and it heats up really well. And it's honestly, it's better than what I cook. So I do that maybe like once every couple of weeks, but what do you guys do? I sometimes do cheese and crackers. Classic. But usually if I don't feel like cooking, I wind up cooking something anyway. Like I'll say, I'm not going to cook anything and then I'll cook something. So then it's, yeah. it's not that different from when I intentionally cook something. Yeah. Usually I cook something. We have no takeout here, as you know. Like, it's, we only do ironic takeout. We can do ironic Chinese takeout. We can do ironic pizza. We can do ironic Thai takeout. The Indian restaurant is a little higher quality, so it's not ironic, but it's still not, like, craveable. So I don't know what you call that. It's like you don't make fun of it. Like the pizza you make fun of. You're like, I'm never going to have pizza again after this, that kind of thing. So we do about once a month, maybe once every two months, we break down and order something. And then we think, well, we're never going to do this again. And then, you yeah. Know, time goes on and you forget. I will tell you, I always have stuff in the kitchen for carbonara. It's just, oh, I always have eggs and I always have it. And sometimes I don't even add like a pancetta or a bacon or a prosciutto like I usually do. I will just do the egg and cheese mixture with a shit ton of pepper and call it a day. So you're halfway to cacio e pepe. Hey, I was you're like, say, you're making cacio e pepe. <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> just oh nice. my god, I've got to get it together, guys. I really, really believe in you, Holly. I am a fan of the frozen dumpling. I love a frozen dumpling. Um, yes. Yeah. Sometimes I will order the spicy garlic noodles from the spot down the street and then steam the dumplings. And then by the time the noodles get delivered, I can just throw the dumplings on top. It's a thing oh. that I may do often. <laughs> but yeah, frozen dumplings. That's my go-to. Yeah. And bag, I bag salads. I also love a bag salad. It's lazy. <laughs> the bag salad that dressing, they don't have dressing on them. Yeah. Not all, it's a little. Oh, they give you a packet. Yeah. And then you like, they give you it. a whole packet of like salad toppings. There's like a crunchy nut, a tortilla strip, a bacon oh, bit. I do that at Trader Joe's all the time. Yes. Holly. 
Wait, do you use the dressing? Because I can't, I, at this point in my life, I've moved past a pre-made dressing. I can't there's do only, it. There's only one dressing that I like, and it's the sweet onion dressing. I don't really mess with any of the other. Oh my God. The, the, uh, what was the farm? The something sunflower farm. crunch. The sunflower crunch. Yes. Oh my God, I'm dying. <laughs> I got to get on this back salad life. Please. Sunflower crunch. Okay. Sunflower, sunflower crunch. crunch is so good. Kevin, get please. on it. Please. Please stop screaming oh. at us and get on I'm, it. I'm just going <laughs> to yell into my sunflower crunch and that'll bring me solace. Honestly, the only thing to keep me through the winter. Um, yeah, I was saying I work in Chinatown and so there's like a great options for frozen dumplings and there are like three bags of 40 dumplings for $15. And so in the winter, it, it, it's like a constant flow in my freezer of frozen dumplings into the steamer basket and then I make like I batch um, dumpling like dipping sauce with like black vinegar and a bunch of ginger or whatever in um, the little squeezy bottle and just keep it in the refrigerator door. And that lasts me like for a while. And then when it's warmer out and I don't feel like steaming in the apartment, my go to delivery is sushi, which I didn't know really was a thing until I moved to the East Coast. When I moved to the East Coast and the first time somebody was like, do you want to get sushi delivered? I was like, sushi doesn't work like that. I don't know why you would say those words to me. Uh, and now I can't tell you the last time I sat down in a restaurant for sushi, it just magically appears on my door. On the opposite end, when you feel like you have nothing in the house, but you absolutely have to cook, What's your go-to dish to make out of the few ingredients that you do have? I guess we kind of already know Laban's answer to that. I think I kind of, I, I got the, the questions wrong. So I guess that's my fault. I guess uh, go-to to uh, really quickly, I, I would, I have a McDonald's app. So there's that. It's, it's messy. But sometimes I'm just like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, delivery. And it's like there. And then the nice lady hands it over the gate. And I'm like, good. No one can see me. <laughs> Hi. There it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that's bad, bad, bad. And I read, Mark, I read your last book. I shouldn't I mean, be eating I mean, McDonald's. I kind of like that better than salad with pre-made dressing, to tell you the truth. But yeah. <laughs> The shade. There is no shade, Holly. I love that. But there are times where I'm just like, I need like chicken nuggets (laughs) and French fries. (sighs) And I'm a sweet and sour girl. So that's that's always good. I'm just just really happy that you felt comfortable enough to admit that. And I want to thank you because this is a tough crowd. And it's like standing up and saying, my name is Mark and I order McDonald's. <laughs> I, I know it. You know what? I, I want to bring my true self to all of you guys. Uh, okay. When, uh, when I have to cook and I look, I, I pretty much always have the makings for a uh, uh, putnesca. Uh, so that's a, a, a real go-to for me. And then um, I, I don't know. I just love a can of chickpeas and uh, I, I, I'll like, saute them or eat them out of the can like a monster or i just i don't know it's been like a go-to for a long time it's, i'll throw anything in like um like sauteed chickpeas uh with a bunch of arugula and i usually have a block of feta laying around so yeah i i don't know what it is i love those little garbanzo guys same they're so fun yep they're the best and they're really cute Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals, in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bitman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that. Available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I'm sort of like Holly. I have an overstocked pantry, so there's never nothing in the house. There's, and I have, I should be ashamed to say this, or maybe, but I have three freezers. So there's really never not anything in the house. Last year, I had a freezer filled, dedicated to tomatoes. We have a lot of fish. We have a lot of meat. We have a lot of vegetables. There's just never wow. an excuse. But that doesn't mean I don't eat, you know, Putinesco or, or make ramen or whatever because that's in the house too so my default meal when i don't want to cook is spam eggs and rice just easy 
I don't even cook the rice. <laughs> I keep those little Korean microwavable rices in the house and they cook in 90 seconds. While that's going, I fry up the spam and the eggs and just throw it all on top. Genius. <sighs> what a genius. There's always quinoa. That's always easy. I feel like quinoa is like magical. And all of a sudden you open the pan and it's like, ooh, fluffy. It's like clouds. Quinoa does not absorb any kind of sauce. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here for the quinoa. <laughs> That's so me. true. Fight me. It's fine. You're Holly so right. No to the quinoa. <laughs> quinoa found shaking. Quinoa is not going to survive <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> this is a non-quinoa podcast. So He has a place and a time. It is just not for a saucy dish. That's true. Exactly. I think she's absolutely right. I never thought about that until now. Me either. Because I make it all the time because it's easier than rice. But I also make <laughs> rice in the pre- I make rice in the pressure cooker because every time I make it on the stove, it, it's a disaster. And it's messy. And then you take a bite and it's like, bling, 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 like everywhere. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, there's quinoa in my jeans. Like, oh, right here in the crowd. Oh, there it is. Now that we've gone over dinners. What is a go-to easy lunch? Not quinoa related. Okay, listen, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back on my microwave rice wagon. I'm sorry. But I basically do like a mini sushi bake. So I'll do the microwave rice, chop up whatever seafood I have, shrimp, salmon, sometimes a can of tuna, add a little kewpie mayo, sriracha, or chili crisp, something spicy, sesame oil, mix that up, throw it on top of the rice. Throw it under the broiler and let it get burnt tea. And mm-hmm. that's it. Eat it with a little salad. That's my favorite lunch. That sounds so good. And like a cheater version of the Sheldon Simeon pan sushi bake. Exactly. That sounds oh my so gosh. good, Holly. Oh. Yeah. All these ideas for lunch. Yeah. I I'm, I keep it pretty like a, like more things that you assemble than you cook at lunch, right? So like, again, because I wake up late, breakfast and lunch are kind of a shared experience. So I love like a breakfast taco with like an egg, queso fresco, hot sauce um, in a corn tortilla. I have a comal, so because they have an electric stove, so I get that little toastiness on that tortilla happening. And then if not that, then I find all the pita at Whole Foods to be terrible. So I buy the naan instead. Um, and then I use like, I make like a quick yogurt sauce, yogurt sauce, lox, a like seven minute egg, um, arugula, pickled onions, Mm. spiciness all in the naan. And that's like my, that's my favorite lunch. Parsley. Parsley is my favorite salad green. So I try to cover as much in, in flat leaf parsley as I can. Okay. I'm going to jump on Kevin's tortilla train. I love that you said tortilla because I always kind of have them in the house. Because um, my heritage, my grandfather is Mexican. So I grew up eating a lot of Mexican food. My grandfather actually was, um, here, here I go, going into another question. But my grandfather really taught me the beginnings of my cooking. So, But I always, because of him, have tortillas in the kitchen. And there's always fresh greens in there. So I always will make some sort of salad mixture with greens of any sort and whatever vegetables I need to like use up and I'll make like a, like a quick salad. And then I always have a can of white beans. So I'll do that and I'll do like half of the can of white beans and then I'll save the other half in Tupperware for the next lunch that I'm going to do maybe that week, a couple days later or something, throw the white beans in. Then I get that going and then I pan fry a tortilla and then I throw the salad and the white beans inside the tortilla and kind of just make a wrap. I will also say I am a sauce person. I love sauces. So that's what you're going to find on the side of my refrigerator. It's more like tons of sauces and weird things. And, you know, you could go spicy with a sriracha or something, or you could go more like vinegary sauce of some sort, but that's usually what I do. Yeah. Um, Marky? I think I eat leftovers for lunch a lot. Or I cook, and it's not that different from dinner. Um, I mean, it might be anything. I mean, once in a while, I take a can of tuna fish and put mayonnaise in it and eat it with crackers. I mean, that's like an emergency. 
I actually love doing that. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me of my mother. So it's kind of sweet and blah, blah, blah. But I do sometimes make soba noodles. I mean, it's so easy to make dashi and then just cook some noodles and throw whatever else in there. And I sometimes do do that at lunch. But like I said, it's not that different for me. It's like I just usually cook something unless these days there seems to be leftovers almost all the time. So then then other days like this week, one day for lunch, I just ate like tomatoes until I couldn't stand eating tomatoes anymore. That was fine also. Well, just throw them in the freezer when you're done, right? Trust me. <laughs> Mark, I'm very interested in what kind of crackers we're talking about here. Oh, like are we well triscuits are good triscuits are very good wheat thins i've decided are like cookies actually under another name why are they so sweet so sweet it's ridiculous i think they must have been better at one point i don't know i mean i also have bread i mean i make bread often enough so that there's usually bread around so i might do that but we have triscuits we have wasa uh which i don't even know if i like but somehow i've become like a fan of yeah, same. And, That's exactly how I feel about the Wasa cracker. Yeah, someone bought saltines. Someone was staying here, maybe Kate or or um, when um, Brian and David were staying here. I think they bought one of those four sleeve things of premium saltines. Yes, I burned <laughs> through those, man. They're they're like potato chips. I mean, they're I'm sorry, so I addictive. <laughs> so when you said the tuna with the crackers, I immediately beeline to saltines yeah because that's what i think of of eating tuna and crackers and you know i'm a i'm a person that will like have a block of tillamook cheese next to me and literally scooping tuna slice the cheese boom in the mouth like it's like it's delicious were you at my house last night (laughs) i tell you it's so good Saltine is always a, a, a vehicle for like a, 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 I don't know why, but it, like the peanut butter and jelly saltine for me. Peanut, yes. peanut butter on pretzels for me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But to both. Yes. Great. I'm a mustard pretzel person. Oh yeah. That's good too. I like mustard. So last question is we wanted to run around and ask everyone how they learned how and when they learned how to cook. Not that we're not all still learning because we are, but Laven, will you go first? Yeah. Um, like I said in my last question, so my grandfather is uh, Mexican. And so some of the first memories I remember of cooking with my mother and grandfather in the kitchen was making enchiladas. And my grandfather was a, his family was from Texas and New Mexico. And they made these things that like we made all of the time growing up called sopapillas. And we would roll out the dough, cut it up and fry it. And it would bubble up. And it was this beautiful like vessel for the frijoles that my grandfather used to make. And they were so good. So I kind of started, you know, identifying with like cooking at that point. And then I got into college and it kind of fell off. And I was living off of reduced fat triscuits. And it was, <laughs> it was, it's all evil. <sighs> and then... I had a moment and I I even put it on my website. I had a moment where I tried to make something with the last $20 that I had after college. It's like, I still was trying to work hard and climb the ladder. And I, I think I had like 20 or $40 and I spent all this money at the store to make, like, I was like, Oh, I'll just do a, a fried rice and just all this stuff. And I just like threw all this stuff together. And as soon as I tried it, it was so disgusting. I literally started crying over the oven. I was so sad because I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I need to learn how to balance out, you know, all these flavors and uh, sauces and all these different things I was just adding. And I had a neighbor who actually was um, a chef and she kind of did that on the side from also being an attorney and having two children, it was like this great thing. And I went up to her and I just, I told her, I was like, I really would love you to teach me how to cook better. And her name was Lori and Lori like kind of just went in there and she said, you're going to come over here twice a week 
And we're going to go through all of my recipe books, which how to cook everything was always up there. And that's how I kind of learned about you, Mark, was through her. And like, we would always go through that book too, because she was like, she always told me, this is a simple book. It's like, we'll teach you everything. And she taught me how to cook. And there's, and then I just kind of went off on my own out of the nest. That's so tender. Yeah, she was like a mom to me. I love that. It really is scary when you first start out trying to cook and you're just totally panicking all the time. I remember it vividly. And then one day you just sort of don't panic as much. And yeah, it gets better and better. It was but the breakdown it, yeah. for me, Kate. Like the breakdown of the like breakdown emotion, like being emotional and being like, I like I just crying, and I was just like, you know. And when you get to that point, it's like you got to do something about it. And it's like, let's learn, let's try and do this, and it worked. <laughs> now I cook. <laughs> um, I'll just continue along the the Mexican train here. Um, uh, <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I uh, my family suffers from a lot more toxic masculinity than Laban's Mexican family does. So, like none none of the men in my family cook. Maybe I, there's an uncle every now and then, but it was cooking is definitely something that I watched aunts doing, watched my mom doing, and still like to this day, if I'm having trouble with something, I call my aunt Sarah. And say like, oh, my masa won't float. Or my Aunt Sarah has this amazing ability to like take three ingredients and feed 90 people that she learned <laughs> from my grandmother. I mean, it's just like really, it's incredible. Boy. Sauces come out of nowhere. Like no water or broth is ever seen. And then this, this beef is in a sauce. It's incredible. So I call her a lot. My mom, um, my mom like has like, she taught me just very funny like little things like my mom would do a leftover spaghetti. You put it in a pan with hot oil and a bunch of garlic and shrimp in a little wine and things like that, that I feel like I, I, I go to a lot, but I spent in you know, my, my parents are, are divorced. My mom worked. And so I think I spent a lot of time kind of teaching myself, trying to like being grateful for the internet and the food channel. And then eventually buying my own cookbooks to kind of be like, what do you, you know, how do you do this? I would set like challenges for myself. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cook a lobster and figure out what that, like how that happens. I was really afraid of cooking risotto for a really long time and not to like, you know, make this the Mark Bittman show. But like, I remember I Googled like, what is risotto? And I found a, a recipe that you'd written Mark. And the intro was like, people are afraid of this. And I was like, me, that's me. I'm people. I'm afraid of risotto. And, um, and now it's, I mean, risotto is such a, 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 another one of my kind of staples. So I kind of set these little challenges. How do you make a Caesar dressing? How do you make a hollandaise? How do you make a broth? How do you cook a turkey? How do you cook a chicken? And I think that's really, that was the kind of steady progression of my 20s was like, okay, what's the next thing I'm afraid of? And then uh, figuring out how to do it. I'm still not great at like butchering. I blame being left-handed. I'm just like a, a real clumsy person with a knife. I, knife skills in general evade me. But uh, yeah, I think I kind of was motivated by what I could learn next. Knife skills. I'm left-handed too, but that's not it. It's practice or it's necessity. Like you don't need knife skills if you're not a chef. It just doesn't slow you down that much. If you cook the same recipe with somebody who has life skills, it might take you a minute longer because you don't have knife skills. It's not. It's nice to be able to butcher a chicken. It's true. But I grew up at a time when the only men who cooked, there were no male role models, zero. The only men who cooked were gay and gay people were in the closet. So you didn't know they were cooking. But it was like if a man cooked, it was sort of like you assumed he was gay. That was how it was. Um, so it was a, I was like. 18 or 19 before I even really someone told me how to cook a hamburger kind of thing. And then when I was 20, I moved in with these three women, one of whom is Karen is Kate's mother. And, um, and these, they were like crazy cooks, really great cooks. And it was like, well, either you're the guy who cleans the toilets or you're going to start cooking also. So that's when I started cooking. And then when I was 20, I lived by myself the next year I lived, pretty much by myself. And I did exactly 
what you did, Kevin. I just was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to make French fries. I'm going to learn how to bake bread. I'm going to learn how to cook chicken breasts without them being dry. I did not grow up cooking with my family. We were poor. We ate a lot of takeout. It was a lot of Little Caesars, a lot of KFC. But once I got to my 20s, much like Kevin and Mark, I was giving myself these little challenges, mostly trying to figure out how to recreate dishes I had had at restaurants. And I started sort of documenting that on Instagram. And then people started asking me for recipes. And that's sort of how I became a recipe developer and ended up here. For example, at the beginning of the panoramic, when everyone started making sourdough, I, <laughs> I made the pivot to puff pastry and I decided I was going to learn how to make puff pastry. And it took me four months, but I finally got like. But girl, you did that. I was watching you during the panoramic. Oh, I was watching you. you and I was like, this girl is doing it. And I was in my little studio in Seattle and I'm like, I'm going to try some of this shit. This looks great. <laughs> I went through probably about 20 pounds of butter and just would not I think stop. Seeing woke, you woke slice the butter was my it. favorite. When yeah. you sliced that butter, I was like, and you would use all these cool butters too. That was the other thing. I was like, I didn't even know they had butter like that. So many butters. And now I'm just making my own butter because I'm being ridiculous. You're amazing. Churning in I there. Am, Listen, I am half a decision away from buying a cow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making my own milk to make my own butter, to make my own buttermilk, to make my own tarts. Just, just, it's getting ridiculous. I have a beehive in a shop shopping cart. I'm, I'm, I may be buying a hive of bees. Are you moving to the farm? I I may be buying a farm. We'll see. That's the plan. Holly, I would love that. Oh. Yeah, I, know I like that too. for you. That's, oh my God. that's the goal. I can see that happening. I, I just know I'm going to stop escapes. eating meat once I get a cow. Once I get a cow, I'm not going to be able to eat beef anymore. I'm just really sad about that. So That's not true. Come on. You see? <laughs> if I may- <laughs> Have you if ever I had beef before? Can- <laughs> I know what you You yeah. mean it's impossible not to eat it? Is that what you're saying? You'll be fine. You'll be I fine. just love it. I just love an oxtail, but if that oxtail has a name, I'm afraid it'll be a problem. Well, you I could buy be beef grateful. from other people and you could have dairy cows. See. Okay. Kali, keep us posted on the cow. Will do. <laughs> Today's recipe is for Laven, who is a terrific home cook, but seems to be having a little trouble with cacio e pepe, as you've heard. Cacio e pepe is a simple, very simple recipe, but it is not necessarily easy. This technique I have found, I learned it from my friend Flavio, who is a Roman chef. I think this works consistently. You do need lots of black pepper for it to taste right. That part's easy. Getting the cheese to become creamy can be tricky, but here's the technique. So let's gather ingredients first. This is for four people. You need a cup and a half of uh, grated pecorino romano. I can't emphasize enough that you need to grate this yourself. Same with the Parmesan. You need a little less, just let's say a cup. So at least two cups of cheese, preferably two and a half, a freshly grated cheese. Uh, A tablespoon of black pepper. Be nice if that was freshly ground also. Plus, you want to pass some at the table. And... um, Three quarters or a pound of long pasta like linguine or spaghetti. A little olive oil doesn't hurt either. Okay, so put a pot of salted water to boil, enough for the pasta, and in a large bowl, a large warm bowl, I should say, combine the cheeses and the black pepper and mash that mixture with just enough cold water to make a thick paste. Spread the paste on the bottom of the bowl. Cook the pasta, and just before... It's perfectly cooked, so you've got to start tasting it after five minutes or so. Just before you think it's ready, use tongs to transfer it to the bowl. So move the bowl next to the pot. Use tongs to grab the pasta as quickly as you can and get it into the bowl. Don't worry about draining the pasta. You want some of that cooking water. In fact, don't drain the pot either. You may need to add a little water. So then 
Stir vigorously to coat the pasta, adding a little bit of olive oil if you need to, and some of the pasta cooking water if you need to, to thin the sauce. But only if you need to. It may be that enough water clung to the noodles to make this mixture saucy. The sauce should cling to the pasta and be creamy and not watery, so don't overadd the water either. Then uh, plate and pass a little more pecorino and parmesan at the table. Also more pepper and serve immediately. Should work. Works for me every time. And we will get Holly's recipe for black cacio e pepe scones before too long. That's a promise. Thanks to Kate, of course, who also produced this program. To our friends, Holly, Kevin, and Laven. Spirit and enthusiasm were not in short supply here. Follow Holly on Instagram. That is probably the best food follow you can make. At It's Holly, I-T-S-H-O-L-L-Y. And on Twitter, Yo, It's Holly. I think you can figure that out. Kevin is on Instagram and Twitter. At Kev Becerra. He is a riot. K-E-V-B-E-C-E-R-R-A. And Laven's on Instagram, at Laven Merez, L-A-V-I-N-M-A-R-E-Z. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and consider subscribing to our near-daily newsletter as well, The Bitman Project. That's bitmanproject.com. Or you can find us at markbitman.com. We will see you next week when we will have somebody really amazing. Bye for now. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.